Osro's colleagues in the state. Even before the GNC had tapped Walsh for his current diplomatic post, as leader of his own Dark Haven in Maryland, Walsh's social circle had occasionally intersected with Lazaro's in Boston. There had even been a time, one bitter winter, that Walsh's family came to visit Lazaro's at their Back Bay mansion. A long time ago, back when Lazaro had a Dark Haven, back when he still had a family kept safe under his protection. It had been even longer since Lazaro Archer had played emissary for any cause. He hoped like hell this clandestine introduction wasn't a mistake. Seventy-odd miles behind him was the seaside town of Anzio, where Lazaro had joined Tarati on his yacht a couple of hours ago. Up ahead of them, an even farther distance, the island of Sardinia glittered with light against the darkness. A smattering of other large yachts and watercraft bobbed in the vast space between Tarati's vessel and the island, but it was the low drone of a motorboat that captured Lazaro's full attention. The size of a small cabin cruiser, the yacht tender had departed from an idling vessel in the distance and was heading Lazaro's way. He watched the chase boat approach from out of the inky darkness, its navigation lights dimmed as instructed, flashing three times as it crossed the water toward them. His breed colleague from the States did not disappoint. Byron Walsh was arriving as promised and right on time. Lazaro nodded, grim with relief. He turned away from the rail and headed down the yacht's main deck salon where Torati waited. On Lazaro's directions and assurances, the gray-haired billionaire had brought just two men from his usual security entourage. The yacht's crew of 50 had been reduced to a bare dozen, just enough personnel to operate the vessel. At Lazaro's entrance to the lavish salon, Tarati glanced up, wiry brows lifting in question. He comes? the old man asked in his native tongue. Lazaro answered in Italian as well. The boat is on the way now. As tonight's host did not speak English, Lazaro would personally translate for the duration of the meeting if only to ensure that the conversation didn't inadvertently stray into unfriendly waters. Paolo Torati was one of a small number of humans Lazaro considered a friend. He was also one of the few humans who didn't look upon the breed as a race of monsters in need of collaring at best, or, at worst, wholesale extermination. Granted, the fear wasn't without cause. For millennia, the breed existed in the shadows alongside their Homo sapiens neighbors. In the twenty years since Lazaro's kind was outed to man, trust between the two races on the planet had been anything but easy. That trust became even more complicated a couple of weeks ago, when a violent cabal calling themselves Opus Nostrum, smuggled a bomb into a very important summit gathering of breed and human dignitaries. If tonight's introductions went well, the breed would gain a supportive voice and a much-needed ally in their efforts to keep the peace between man and vampire all around the world. If it went poorly, the Order's effort to broker peace 
could ignite the smoldering war that Opus Nostrum seemed to want so badly. I hope your friend from Maryland comes to this meeting with the same intentions as I do, Tarati said, apprehension in the flat line of his mouth, even though the old human's eyes held Lazaro in a trusting look. If I like what I hear tonight, I will do what I can to persuade my brother to at least entertain the idea of talks with the GNC and Lucan Thorn. After all, everyone's goal is peace, not only for ourselves, but for our generations to follow. Indeed, Lazaro replied. His acute breed hearing picked up the faint approaching growl of the boat carrying Byron Walsh. He's arriving now. Wait here, Paolo. I'll go down to meet him and bring him up. Tarati frowned, then shook his head. I will join you, Lazaro.